Hey guys, what's up? This is Coach Ken at Second 50 Strong, and I'm tightening up my audience. Let's do this. So here's the deal. How do people like us who are in our second 50 years of life and don't buy into the garbage that getting older means getting weaker and being less active? How do we age in a way that we can feel proud of, get stronger every year, and be in better shape than people half our age? That's the question. And this podcast is going to help us with the answers. My name is Coach Ken, and welcome to Second 50 Strong. Hey guys, what's up? This is Coach Ken at Second 50 Strong, and I first want to just tell you about an amazing success story. This probably actually is the best success story that I have been involved with out of my 26 years as a physical therapist. We had a 106-year-old woman come to our rehab floor, and she went home. She was living alone by herself, which as 106 is a miracle in and of itself. But to have a woman that old come to a what's now called a congregate care facility. We got long-term care. We got this. We got that. But we have a rehab wing, you know, a whole wing that's a, that's just designed for rehab. To come to that and then go home is really a freaking miracle because facilities like that, and I'll call it out because it's true. I've been a part of this for too long to to want to lie to you guys about it. Is they're they're taking in people like that in their rehab unit, thinking we've got an empty bed right there in long term care. What an easy transition this is going to be. That they had no plans on that woman ever going back home again. They were thinking money. You know, they were going to snatch her up and have her keep paying every month to live out the rest of her days. But. We worked hard with getting her stronger, getting her healed up, and getting her back home again. And, you know, I'm proud to say we did uh, deadlifting movements. You know, I, I call them movements because, like, I don't have them in a rack. I don't have them, you know, at a gym. So we, we use weighted bars, no doubt. But we did squatting things. We did press things. We did uh, laying on the bed, floor pressing, and a lot of other things, obviously, too, that involve occupational and, and physical therapy. But, you know, we knew when we evaluated this little spitfire of a woman that we were going to have to fight like hell uh, to get her to go back home alone, living alone. And we did. And that was absolutely fantastic. That's the oldest person I have ever been involved with to go back home alone. And uh, I don't think I'm going to beat it because 106 is pretty up there. (laughs) But it was, and she put in the work. She busted her butt. She really did. She worked hard and she earned her freedom because uh, that's what living at home is compared to a nursing home. It's, it's keeping your freedom, keeping your identity, uh, and who you are and what you have. Because when you go to long-term care, all of that's gone. It's all taken from you. But that's a whole other topic. So this is a positive story where that did not happen to her. She went back home again. She left, I think, on Friday of last week. Uh, Thursday, Friday, whatever, and exciting, super exciting. So I just wanted to share that with you guys that uh, it's possible at any age, it's possible at any age to keep your freedom. So I've been reading and looking around everywhere about doing YouTube videos and, uh, you know, as I blog and, and, and do these podcasts and stuff that they all say the same thing. And I've been shying away from this advice, but I really needed to at some point give into it. And that was being much more specific to who I plan on communicating with. And, 
you know, the name of everything I have is second 50 strong people in their second 50 years were the ones that I was targeting. And apparently from like multiple different sources, uh, that's way too broad. And the saying goes, if you try to talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. That's what they say. So you had to be like a surgical knife and just take one small, tiny little niche of the population to talk to, to have anybody bother listening to you at all. Otherwise you're just noise. So I really want to get my, my, uh, message out there to try and change people's lives. So whatever it takes, you know, if I need to narrow it down, fine. I finally caved in, I think this, uh, over the weekend, really, I was been thinking about it for a while. So what I've decided to do is you can't do both men and women like that. So they say, so I am narrowing it down to men because I'm a guy. I know what guys think. I know how we act. I know what we like. I know what we're typically afraid of. So I'm narrowing it down to second 50 strong for men. And as an age group, basically between the ages of 50 and 60, which, you know, I don't lie to you guys. I'm not going to lie. I told you this earlier on. I'm, I'm now 49. When I first confessed that I wasn't 50, I was 48. Now I'm 49. But I will be 50 soon enough before anyone even bothers to listen to this. So that's fine. I'm just getting a head start. I'm getting a little jump on the game as far as figuring out how to do all of this stuff. I'll be 50 in time. Hopefully, God willing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be narrowed down to men between the ages of 50 and 60. And that was a tough decision to make because I don't like excluding anybody with anything but what all of these sources are saying is that you're really not. You know, if someone, if a woman wants to listen to you, she's more than allowed to. If you, someone in their 70s want to listen to you and their 30s want to listen to you, they're more than allowed to. We're not going to stop people from getting onto this information. But as I am talking, I need to have in my mind a very specific slice of people who I'm talking to. Otherwise, I'm going to just be too random. And it's not going to make any sense. So that's what I've picked. Men in their 50s and 60s. Because once you get into your, and, and you know, 60s to 70s for a lot of people is fine too. Once you get into your 70s, you need someone in the room with you, I believe, if you want to weight train. If you want to lift heavy and you're in your mid-60s, you know, 70s, it would be a very wise idea to have someone in the room with you training you at least for a while to make sure you're doing everything well. Well, I can't do that. I can't be in the room with everyone. So 50s to 60s is a good age. It's going to be my age. I'll be able to know more or less what everybody's dealing with. And you can still learn how to weight train properly without someone in the room with you, more or less. Obviously, there's going to be a a wide range of different abilities within that 50 to 60 range, but more or less, that's going to be much more doable. I have a good conscience having people start weight training at that age without someone in the room with them being like, nope, your knee's doing this. It needs to do that. Nope, your low back's doing this. It needs to do that. You know, that can still be correctable uh, without someone in the room just by self-education, I believe. You know, is it ideal? No, but... The problem is just not enough people are doing this and uh, having people get training from someone is a whole different ball game and load of problems. And the first one is, is this person you pick to train, you even know what the hell they're doing. They're all going to say that they do and more than half of them don't. So how do you even pick that? So, but that's a whole nother thing. So 
that's basically what I am narrowing it down to is men in their 50s and 60s who are realizing, just as I am, that we're not young anymore. You know, in the beginning, when we're young, typically health is given. And when we get older, after 50, health is earned. We have to earn our health on a regular basis and keep our identity of who we are. So as I continue now to blog and I look at all of my past blogs where I wasn't just focusing on men, I'm like, oh my God, was this all wasted? Was this worthless? What do I do with it? You know, like, like I put a lot of time and effort into that. It was, I mean, I'm not just going to delete it, but I, I don't know like what even to do with that anymore. Same thing with a lot of these podcasts, you know, it's just as I'm learning and evolving and and, and sometimes taking the wrong turns too. You know, every, every change I make is not going to be a positive change. Sometimes I'm going to be screwing things up. And then over time, hopefully figuring out that I screwed it up and fix it again. But uh, I'm looking back on all my old stuff like, wow, what a waste. <laughs> but I guess it had to happen anyway. That's part of the journey. But I just don't know what to do with all that information now. Because you do, you talk to men differently than you talk to women. It's just a fact. I mean, my God, I have a daughter, I have a wife, I've got three boys. I, it doesn't take too much brains to realize that, that uh, men communicate very differently than women communicate. So I'm going to be changing my communication a little more to direct it more at men, which means it will be more direct. It's going to be a little bit grittier, uh, a little more real from one man to another type of thing, a little more raw, let's say, uh, you know, less... Less fluff, not that women like fluff, but women definitely are more of uh, better communicators using more words when men use much less words for a lot of that. So, um, yeah, that's how it's going to go down. Let's see. Maybe this is a mistake. I don't think it is because from a bunch of different avenues of what I'm reading, they all say this is a necessary must. So, you know, if there are any women uh, listening, I love you. My God, do I love women. My God. Uh, completely. But um, this is just something where I think dealing with men makes more sense because that's what I can connect with a whole lot easier and talk their talk a whole lot easier. So let's see how this goes. That's it for now. Uh, once again, stoked as I'm driving into the parking lot of work, all I can think about is that that 106-year-old beautiful woman is not in that building anymore. <laughs> She's home. She's drinking her coffee in her own kitchen, in her own chair. And that is, uh, that means the world to me. That's why I do what I do. So this is Coach Ken of Second 50 Strong and Get Strong as Hell. And I will see you next time. Bye. Want to learn more on how to turn aging upside down? Go to second50strong.com. That's 2ND50strong. There we'll cover the ins and outs and ups and downs and how to live an active, energetic life that will make the 20-somethings jealous. This is Coach Ken, and I'll see you there. And please don't forget to rate this podcast and share it with the people you want to kick butt with.